The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, talking about all things Hollywood, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hey, and both of us are, uh, both of us have our medications kicking in, so, you know. I know, it's great. Yeah, well, Paul, you've got the fun ones. I'm on, like, <laughs> I'm on, like, antibiotics and immunosuppressants, and I've got, like, a little trash can sitting right, next right. to me so I can throw up in it. It's really great. Yeah, <laughs> you got the fun pretty, ones. I didn't get anything I, fun. I've pretty much been stoned since 2011. It really gets old after a while. I don't remember the last time I was stoned. <laughs> I don't really think I have been. I've, I've, uh, I do. When I broke my hand, they gave me a shot of something and oh my God. Oh yeah. I don't remember I think, them fixing think, my finger. I think that was when, uh, I think that was the shot of the stuff that I take every day. Oh God. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you asked, I think you asked about something like oxy, oxycodone. Yeah. Like, I, I how, how are you walking? Like, how? Yeah. And uh, well, for what I bet you mine were, are, are twice the pow, uh, that they gave you. Cause they don't just, they don't just throw you into the deep end of the Percocet pool, so to speak. Mm. Speak. So you probably took five, 325s, which I'm on 10 325s, uh, four of those a day. Well, I just ended up, I took it, I ended up completely loaded, and then I started throwing up because I have a really weak stomach. So it was not good. Mm. So that, that was, was months ago. How, how well medicated we are, their hosts are today. Uh, what, are we go, what are we talking about today? Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the weirdness in Hollywood. So it's a day that ends in a Y. All right. <laughs> uh, so the first thing I really I cut that kind of caught me when I was going through the news was Kid Rock. Now he's doing his best to be relevant, and this led down a really weird rabbit hole. And I ended up on Reddit, and things just got dark from there. I could then I got yeah. into an argument with a guy, bunch of incels. Not a great thing. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, those are the those those are the guys who don't get laid, but viciously feel that, that, that they're entitled uh, to it. They're entitled to it. Involuntarily celibate or ugly. No, it, they go in the same categories as the open quote nice guys. Like I am a nice guy. No, no, no! Don't but, ever you know. say that, Paul. Don't. I am. He, no, he. I. Yes, but you mean it by actual definition. Hear me out here. Right. So a nice guy is the guy that takes you on a date or acts like a friend and then flips the fuck out on you for not sleeping with them. I'd like oh, to remind would... everyone, every time we swear, we give money nice. to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society, that and Free me. MMA. Because me. we we me. care about the children and animals. And so, you know, our, our bad language is of benefit. But especially since we're going to have to go through the rabbit hole of swearing. As Alexis is going to kill you, Paul. She has to sit there and count those. Um, it's better than when you just kept saying moist. She was trying to find the swear words. <laughs> 
Um, but so these these weird groups of these weird groups of nice guys. It, nice guys, not you're not a nice guy. I mean, you're a nice human being. You're a nice person. You're a nice man. Right. But I mean, you don't want to call yourself a nice guy ever. The self-described nice guys. Uh-huh. Google this. It's, there are tons of videos about it, tons of stuff on Reddit. The nice guys are essentially... Do you remember those little creepers that would try and be friends with a girl in the hopes of getting laid, then turn into a real fuckstick when she wouldn't put out? Yeah. Yeah, I've okay. done a few of those over the course of my life, yeah. Uh, that's what a, a nice guy is. They're also referred to as neckbeards or the fedora crowd. So, essentially... Um, Fedora crowd? Fedora. Okay. I know, Fedora. So assume... Is yeah, we got a Jones hat? I mean, really? Okay. No, no it's, it's, it's the hipsters have ruined it. Nice guy hipsters have ruined the Fedora. Uh, so I deal with a lot of, uh, open, you know, quote, nice guys uh, on day to day. I have guys, especially with my job, you know, that'll write in and be like, do you have a boyfriend? Yes, I do. Okay, well, I'm, I'm better than your boyfriend. Mm, I doubt that. <laughs> well, you should give me a chance. I just said I have a boyfriend. It's not a matter of giving you a chance. I'm literally in a relationship, so that's not really an option. Well, then they send you a picture of their junk. And the right. response is, you know, well, give me a chance. I'm a nice guy. You just sent me a picture of your crotch. You're not a Wolf. nice guy. <laughs> You're gross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, it's, I don't know it's happened to me. Yep. But, so Google know. nice guy. I'm sure you've met some nice guys in your life, Paul, but Google nice guy. Um, so I get on and I go through these incels and things have just gone terrible down this rabbit hole. But it started with uh, Kid Rock getting into an argument with Taylor Swift on social media. Because so battle Kid of Rock the is... So, so battle of the brains here. Okay, very we uh, Exactly. But well, it's okay. And it started with Taylor Swift talking about um, her political leanings. So, of course, Kid Rock jumped on it, went after her because he's looking mm-hmm. for a way to be relevant because it's Kid freaking Rock. Who cares? Um, well, so he he's also gone has a little, He probably has some time on his hands. There was even that whole thing about him running for Senate. Oh, I, I, there, there are just things that should never happen. And if I have to deal with Senator Kid Rock... Um, I'm, I'm really going to be upset, but you have, you have your moments where you're like, okay, and this is for the internet. I get why everyone got pissed off. Cause it's that moment of you are clearly trying to be relevant and nobody gives a shit. Or just the simple outrage culture that we're at, but okay. So pr- pretty I'm, much. And so it's, it's turning. There was that, that rather infamous photo of him. Ted Nugent and Sarah Palin and somebody's girlfriend uh, in front of the were at the White House behind making fun, yeah. See, I found that really. I did. I did find that tasteless. Not from the rest of them, but actually uh, from Sarah Palin because she was in politics. I didn't expect better from the rest of them. I did expect better from her, despite my political differences with her. As a politician, she should have known better with that. It's just simple manners. Don't make fun. You want. I mean, when I uh, when I did see the picture of a uh, you know Sarah kid and uh, Mr. Nugent in front of the Hillary Clinton photo where they're all like you know making the out of here type thing, I did find it you know rather disturbing. But you know, eventually they will take that painting down. Well, I think it's a very whether they do or don't. It, it, it's kind of the. <sighs> 
respect who she was, especially if you beat her. Um, one of my favorite moments in the Obama campaign and the McCain campaign was mm-hmm. McCain sticking up for Obama. When they're like, he's not an American, he's this, he's that. And McCain's like, no, he's just, a, he just has political differences with, you know, he just has, he just has yeah, views that so I don't I agree you, with. You like uh, said the, the uh, somebody from the audience said he's, he was he's, either Muslim or he was a Muslim. Was, they said he was a Muslim. Which still don't care. Yeah. Well, uh, his response was, no, he was a good American. And I love that McCain said that he was a good American that I just have to have a different ideology from. Like it was, it was really well handled and I don't like how, how icky it's gotten. And I think I expected more from Sarah Palin because she was trashed so badly and treated so badly. I thought she'd have a different level of understanding and coming from a background of politics. I expected more as far as kid rock and Ted Nugent. No, I don't. <laughs> I mean, really. Like, like, let's be clear. If someone they're turns around and like, stars, you know, yeah. If, if I, if they, if I found, <laughs> yes, like their life is vitriol. I, it's not a yeah. shock. But with Sarah Palin, you expect more from a politician or an ex-politician. You do. And so, as far you know, with them, you want to turn around and be like, "Come on, boys, that's tacky." With her, yeah, I'm just like, shame on you. She hasn't been a politician for years. She. It doesn't matter. She knows she's better. She's a pundit now, so. She still knows better. It still it still disappointed me because and despite my again despite my fun of Hillary Clinton at this point. So you know, despite my political ideologies and my differences with her, I liked the way she and McCain ran their campaign. I know it's McCain's campaign, but I I wasn't opposed to it. I didn't think she was treated fairly. I didn't agree with her, but I stood up for her, and I thought she actually handled a lot of things with grace even her own mistakes. So I was really appalled to see that. Um, as far as Kid Rock, if you if you got, if there was a headline that said he was caught masturbating in a pig pen, it's not like it would be a shock. Hasn't he? I don't know. <laughs> Has that happened? Is that a thing? Has it happened? And he's I, real, I don't know. I, I can't clearly say where it did or did not. But he's a real shit. I met him when he was uh, dating Pam Anderson. She was filming Stacked. And I met him. And, like, he hit on me. He didn't do anything me too-y, so I'm okay saying this. But, like, he hit on me and he's dating Pam Anderson. He also hit on everyone else standing there. He was a real pig. So I don't like Kid Rock. That's just a personal thing. All right. Um, but cutting all of that out, his fight with Taylor Swift, most of her followers are like 13 year old girls. So maybe don't cuss her out all over her page. That's tacky. Yeah. I remember your audience and you know, it doesn't, is that, is that kind of stuff really necessary anyways? I think, well, I think people are turning on that for once upon, once upon a time going after someone on social media gave you attention. Now there's the backlash where people are just like, shut the front door. My, my Kimmy's within here. No. Okay. Shut the (laughs) fuck up. I'm checking to see if there are children within my vicinity. Shut the fuck up. Like, really? That's where you are. You're like, shut up. Everyone's sick of it. We know your game. We get it. Kid rock. You want attention congratulations, your name came out in the news and you didn't even have to masturbate in a pig pen. Um, like, that, that's just kind of where it's ended up. It's really shocking. 
Yeah. Now it, it's like I think we're we're even talking about this. We might be even adding to the outrage culture that you know. I mean, I was speaking out uh, against it when I was, I, and I still haven't found any real credible uh, group of people that is irritated that uh, the Little Mermaid's going to be played by a non-white actor. But you know, um, I'll send it to you. <laughs> I'll, I'll send it. It's on a client. The, the, it's not credible. I'm not calling this group credible, and I will yeah. not say their name during the show. Um, but there are a couple of white supremacist groups that are really pushing this. That's hmm. the. That's really where it's coming from. And if you go to their sites, you can find it. Which I don't. Uh, that, that's why you're not finding a <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, but there's the. But who cares about that? I mean, seriously, who cares about it? We I already know. We already know they're screwed up. So why stop making it a big problem? Because when we're people dump crap on the in internet, their, we're, we're just putting wind in their sails. When people dump stuff on the internet, you don't know where it comes from, so people put credit into it. It's how we get so many conspiracy theories and so much bull running around. Facebook is not a news source, people. Just saying. Or yeah, or just realize what you have to do it, or just confirm your sources before you start shouting it out there. That's, that's not it. that hard. People are talking about outrage over the Little Mermaid thing. Maybe find out where it's coming from, because you don't want to be associated with where the outrage is coming from. Uh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't want. <laughs> I'm not going to, you know, I don't care how smart someone is. I'm not going to put up a quote and feel like, that's wonderful. Or what is it? Marilyn Monroe says you can't believe everything you read online. There's just a point where you're like, this is really fucking stupid. Guys, we're going to go to break when we come back. We'll be talking a little bit more about the damage in Hollywood. Uh, Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton. We're going to have on a very special guest today. And I'm going to go throw up in a trash can. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, 
philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. Can I get it? Oh, thank God. <laughs> I was like, all right. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. How are you guys mm-hmm. doing? Uh, I'm fine. Uh, are you speaking to the voices in my head? I'm so, speaking to the voices yeah. in your head? Yeah, don't encourage them. Ah, mm. uh, fair enough. So, uh, we were talking about, before the show, like the outrage with Ariel. The easiest way mm. to find the information where it went on social media is go to the top of Twitter type in hashtag not my mermaid or not my aerial and you'll get all of the tweets because i'm looking at them right now um you've got people saying what happens when we cast a white girl uh as the princess from princess and the frog everyone would freak out uh this is not my mermaid it's not racist to say it's not my mermaid i like black culture but not my mermaids yeah so you go to go to twitter type in hashtag not my mermaid and you'll find a whole bunch of idiots because everything I've found up until now is from people complaining about, you know. No, uh, you, you'll find the actual complaints. So the sources of the complaints, it's easiest to follow hashtags. If, In so my this defense, is, I've, I've mentioned many times how I do not know how to work freaking Twitter. And there is nothing wrong with that, Paul. I had P.O. Oh, and for the guys that wrote in last week to send me the pictures they'd found of Tony, I didn't know they got out there. Stop doing that. And me telling fo- Paul to follow hashtags doesn't mean you guys do it. Leave things alone. Um, I want to say, by the way, happy birthday, Paul. I know we sent you, we sent you a card. I don't know if you got it yet. Um, but happy birthday. It was your birthday this week. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. I turned uh, 29 for the 20th time. Perfect. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you can find information on Paul and tell me what his very, very, very first movie was, I will give you a free ATV ride, uh, or I will give you a free float at... Um, True Rest Sedona or Las Vegas, or you can have an ATV ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. I do want to give a quick shout-out to Adrian Alcantar Hair Studios. Adrian, thank you for always making me red, look red carpet ready. And I do want to say Adrian's actually running for city council in Palm Springs, so if you're in his area, vote for him, and he does great hair. Uh, Off-Road Rentals, thank you for all the free giveaways. Bikram, I know I haven't been in. I've been sick. It's Alexis's fault. She gave me Germans. The New Palm Springs Diet by Dr. Russ. Spray it under your tongue, get skinny. The Graduate Tempe Hotel. Thank you for saving our ass. Four Paws Coffee and UFC Gyms. Uh, we've got two tickets to give away to Magic Monday at the Santa Monica Playhouse in Santa Monica to see a cast of muse- of uh, magicians from America's Got Talent, Penn and Teller's Foolish, Masters of Illusion, Wizard Wars, The Magic Castle. So it's really great um, great magicians. I haven't told Paul yet, but we're sending him there too. So you might even bump into Paul when you're there. Paul, you're going. 
Oh, no. <laughs> you have to go see magicians. No, that's what I'm... It's, my oh, no is about the leaving the valley. <laughs> so you might find... You're going to find Paul there. He's being forcibly conscripted into going. Um, I got ill. I was supposed to go, and I was really bummed. It's really... It's, it's incredible. They've got great magicians. So I'm really excited about that. So if you want to win tickets... Tell us why you'd want to go see this and why you think Paul would have fun. And if you want the ATV rides, tell us uh, Paul's first gig. We've mm -hmm. got Ellie Ringo on today, who I'm excited to talk about. But I'm not for everyone, even sure what my first gig is these days. So, all right. For everyone writing in on uh, how to follow the hashtag, um, yes, you can follow the hashtag. There really is no point. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, Paul. I don't know. People are getting stupid. I don't know why. Like, the backlash, well, yeah, the backlash. I'm kind of glad there's backlash against people now using the outrage thing. Mm. But I'm also on the flip side getting really irritated with how people did it. There was a big write-up from this guy. He's like, well, I'm worried that the Me Too movement's going to move into my company. You know, so I don't want to date any women from my company. I'm like, unless you're worried about date rape, that's not a problem. That's not how I... any of this works. Well, you know, when they see what happened to, like, Aziz Ansari, who just basically had a bad date, and he gets kind of me too Yeah, okay, I, no. see, it, here's the catch. I know a couple of stories about him um, not respecting some boundaries and some different things, so I'm not surprised. I don't think he's rapey. I kind of think he's a pig. Just from, well, not from that story, but from what I've heard from women that know him. Well, everything from her, because uh, I, I read what she said happened, and everything from her point of view made him just look like a dork who doesn't necessarily know how to hit on a woman. So Pretty much. That's, that's kind of how he's come across, and that's how he's been described mm -hmm. by a lot of women. So it's, it's, it's the... Uh, that that's not okay, but she's she's now using him for her fifteen minutes. That's right. where the problem is. So when people are worried about it coming into their offices, you're not Brad Pitt, man. No one's going to get famous off you. Get the fuck over it. Um, for the people writing in on what we have to say about the shooting in El Paso, mm. and the guy saying he was targeting Mexicans, what do I have to say? Um, I don't even believe in the death penalty, but fucking fry him. Uh, oh yeah, you know he's—is he the one who's still alive? Yeah. Okay, it was the uh, it was the one in Dayton that he that he's not. I believe that guy was taken out relatively quickly. I uh, this is this is just awful. I just don't want to hear thoughts and prayers. I want to hear solutions. I'm getting so sick of this. There shouldn't be this many shootings and this many problems. Well, you know, like I said, I mean, we've gone over this before. There, there really isn't that many shootings, but there's just more thing around them. Uh, and I really think it's a, it's a, uh, a drug problem, problem as far as psychotropics. Is there seems to be connection between a lot of the shooters and misuse of psychotropic drugs. I think there need to be stricter rules, like just, just personally, on who gets guns. We don't have the same level of gun violence in Australia, and I know a lot of people that are very well armed there. A lot of farmers, right. entertainers, we're just stricter about who gets them. And well, I'm not opposed to that. You weren't until that until you had that tragedy. Port Arthur. You, it was the Port right. Arthur and massacre. You didn't have a lot of those tragedies beforehand. 
No, we, we didn't. We had one and Australia went, you know what? You guys are fucking irresponsible. You're getting a timeout. You're not responsible enough to have guns. So we're mm. going to regulate this. And the country went, you know what? You're right. We don't want this to happen again. And so we've had very, very few instances since then. Um, but we mm-hmm. still have. Except, there's for the still, mo- except for the mosque that got shot up. That was why. But that's why I said uh, very few. And, and if you go by the Bloom, Bloomberg standards, which is like three people simply involved, nobody actually gets shot. Shot. You guys have like a couple of months. We have far less than here, even by ratio of populace, because yeah, we put up Because you use that Bloomberg thing, you get like we've had two hundred and fifty so far this year, or something like that. Two seventy, but, but yeah, that, it's but um again most of that is turned into, into gang violence in the drug culture. I I agree, but if you put stronger, so I like to see like I don't I have no problem with you having weapons. I think you should be able to have any weapons you want. You use them for the film industry. You're registered. You're good. I think we need stricter registration, and I think we do need mental health checks. Yeah, and we just got to figure out how not to infringe on people's rights. But uh, I think having we have them in Australia, which, which is which is the one that right. But we you know don't we have a bill of rights over here. We do have uh, one too. <laughs> ours is ours is a lot looser. Uh, there, oh, what was I saying? There is a. Uh, I completely forgot my train of thought. So because I'm on because I'm on drugs. Well, and, I, I, uh, I guess it just comes down to for the guys writing on Twitter. What do I think about this? I think I'm sick of hearing about thoughts and prayers. I, I'm just sick of it. I'm sick of the phrasing. I'm I'm sick and tired of hearing it. Do something. Stop talking, do something. And I don't mean go ridiculous. You're not trying to go after people who are legal gun owners who are doing the right thing there. Even though we're the ones who get hurt. Criminals tend not to follow laws. There's that whole thing. I agree, but the punishment for having weapons here, illegal weapons, Mm -hmm. is so light, it's a joke. You get busted back home in my country, you're probably going to spend the rest of your life in jail. You get busted with the weapon you're not supposed to have. Here, you're out in six months. It's mm. really, really not. A, it, it's, it is. I've we've, for, we've for, got for those people. For those people listening, no, it's it's a massive felony for having a here. I'll uh, pull it up. Machine, a machine gun or a sawed-off shotgun. I yes, but even simple guns. But simple guns that that because you've got big fines on a couple of guns doesn't change. Those are types. Some, those aren't just a couple of guns. Those are. Those I understand, are, but some Saturday Night Special that. isn't going to get the same punishment as that, and I think they should. I don't care what Saturday kind of gun you... Saturday Night Special is just a small, cheap thirty-eight. That's, that's I all. agree. It's, and a, they it's a revolver. Be, and they should be in jail if they have it. I, I, oh, I, strong, I strongly believe... The NRA went to bat. For for people to uh, couldn't afford, there was it's just a cheap uh, six shot uh, thirty eight special. It's a revolver. It's it's a completely legal gun. I I agree, but if you don't have permitting for it, I don't think you should be allowed to have it. Period. I think the I think the the penalties, be it a little gun, a big gun, an automatic, a semi automatic. I don't care what gun it is. If you're not supposed to have it, I think it should be long term prison sentences. I don't think there should be a distinction between what weapon you have. I think there needs to be a distinction between gun owners. Because as long as you quibble about, well, this gun's okay and this one's not, you're now mudding the waters state by state and person by person. I think either you're, you're allowed to be a gun owner because right. you follow the rules 
or you're not. When but you, you kind of have to do that because there are certain guns that are that should be illegal. legal. I, I, I agree to a point. Mm-hmm. I would. I am more comfortable with much stricter gun registration and much harsher penalties, and then completely letting go and saying, "All right, I try." Paul, you have a lot of weapons. I don't have a problem with you having an automatic weapon. You're not going to shoot Which anyone. I, don't. I, I, you don't. But you're not going to shoot anyone. On the flip side. I do have a problem with really lax gun laws for that druggie down the street. So I, I, I would rather see distinction on gun owners than guns. Well, I That's also, just me. I've always said if you want harsher penalties, uh, make a, if you use a gun in a crime, your sentence is tripled. I, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. But then we had like the, the lady who was in... Uh, She's a woman coming home from work. She missed her exit and wound up getting into Jersey. Jersey from Pennsylvania. And, uh, just on the turnpike. And she got pulled over while she was in Jersey. Had a concealed weapons permit in Pennsylvania. But still got arrested and had the book thrown at her. Uh, uh, for Basically because she didn't have a permit for it in Jersey. Now the NRA thankfully is uh, back has been backing her up with their uh, with legal help. So I don't know where that case is at right now. I think that, I think there needs to be federal regulation. So California, uh, having a handgun or purchasing a handgun is a misdemeanor punishable by six months in jail and a fine of up to $1,000 or both. Penal code 31615. Um, Possessing... It's a class C felony... Purchasing or possessing? Yes. That's my problem. It shouldn't be a six months or a thousand bucks. I don't care what you've done. I think it needs to be a harsh-ass penalty. No ifs, ands, or buts. Fair enough. And it looks like they're going... Yeah. But I think we need to loosen them up for decent gun owners. Tighten up who gets them. Loosen up what they can have. That's just my opinion. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, Paul Michael Bolin, who's going to vehemently disagree with me on this. Uh, (laughs) We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back Behind the Scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host the militant moderate, Paul Michael Boland, still arguing about gun control in the break. <laughs> so, is our guest with us now? I don't know. Is she on hold? Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Hi. There she is. She's, she's already here. Hi. Okay, guys. <laughs> Like do 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 do, we're on with Ellie Ringo. She's an actress, a model. Um, I'm gonna let her tell you a whole bunch about herself, and then we're gonna go through her social media because her intro is gonna be better than mine. G'day. Sorry, sorry for like uh, bumping you two episodes. That was that. that sorry, that sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, Paul, hi, how Paul are you tried, guys? Paul tried to die, so we we moved some episodes. There are easier I, ways I to quit the I, show, Paul. I'm glad he's not dead anymore, or not trying to die anymore at the moment. Yeah, he's he's not trying uh, to die at the moment. I'm hoping. The way that that's put, no, I, I had a medical issue because of a medication, but I wasn't I wasn't like trying to die. You had blood clots okay, in your fair. lungs. Right. Yeah. Oh I, God. Uh, it happens. No, no, it doesn't. <laughs> that's not a that thing that happens to people. Oh my God, that's worse. <laughs> it happened to me twice. Paul, that's not a thing that happens. Mm. No, Just at least say. you got to take care of though when you're here. Yeah. Theoretically, <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, he took care of it. He's here and we're back. Uh, God um, bless the California <laughs> medical system. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> He's a huge fan of social medicine. This is why. So Ellie, tell us all about yourself. Well, I'm Ellie Ringo. I go by Ellie Cat on a lot of my social medias. Um, but yes, you are correct. I am an actress, aspiring, and a model. And I do a lot of work in Arizona. That's where I'm based at the moment. Um, my professional day job at the moment, um, I am a economic geologist, and I work for a mining company as a project manager and a hydrologist and structure modeler, which is a whole bunch of fancy words for basically, I look at rocks all day, and then I tell somebody if they're worth money. So that's that's kind of my day job, and but what oh, my do you have passions diamonds are, I love me. I don't have diamonds. Diamonds come oh. from places that I'm not allowed to go to yet. But oh. once I can get inside of a kimberlite tube and I can snatch some diamonds, I could give the world diamonds. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, what got you into modeling, and how the hell did you like? So everyone has it. I've I've heard of girls waiting tables in between to support modeling. I have not heard of being a geologist. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a closet nerd um, that most of my friends know about. And so, as a little kid, I would pick up rocks. I thought they were awesome, right? But as a little kid and a young adult, I had some just self conscious issues. I would say um, kids would make fun of me because I was super tall, super thin. Like I was the kid in grade school that was wearing leggings before leggings were awesome, right? Like, cause I couldn't fit into jeans cause they'd just fall off of me. So I went through I, no, I, uh, like I get a small it. I that eating problem. disorder. I get that. <laughs> um, so I decided that while well, I was sick of being 
extremely thin. And I was like, well, I don't live anywhere where anybody's going to find me. I'm never going to be, you know, this great model. And so I started to binge eat when no one was watching. And I gained a ton of weight when I was like 14. And I didn't like it. And then all of a sudden, my boyfriend said, you know what? You're kind of fat. I don't think we can be boyfriend, girlfriend anymore. I was like, they, you suck, dude. Long story short. So men yeah, have been 14, like the bane of my Yeah, everyone sucks at 14, but your boyfriend sounds a little bit extra. Oh, completely. Like, he's like, yeah, you know what? Your shorts are too tight. I don't think I can be your boyfriend. I'm like, okay, cool. So uh, besides, you know, getting picked on normally, um, as a young adult, I was like, I want to do modeling. This will be great. I could do this. And I decided to get married at a very young age to a person who turned out to be, he was a cop first. And then he was a police officer or a peace officer. And then he decided to take his God complex out on me. And so he used to beat me up. He used to tell me that I was too fat. He used to tell me that I could never be anybody or do anything. And so it was a huge, like, mental psyche of I am a worthless individual. And I was just being pounded into me that I am worthless. I am worthless. So I was like, I don't know how not to be worthless. Because every time I'd go to do a modeling job or something that I really, really wanted to do, I would barely get to go because I was so like downhearted about myself because someone was telling me, you're not good enough to do this. You look too fat. You need to stop eating cheese. And I'm like, this sucks. So uh, long story short in that version, um, I decided one day that, you know what? I really love rocks since my husband's an asshole right now. I am going to go to college and I'm going to see if I can show myself that I can go to school. So I started college very late in life and I like dove in head first, like so much so that I had to get signatures from the Dean to say, Hey, you're taking too many credits as a new student, just so you know. And a bunch of other people, you know, were like, well, no, she can do this. You know, she has a full-time job, but she's quitting her job to go to school. And she does all these extracurricular things. She can handle it. So I don't Does this end with you first. left your husband dead in a cave? Cause that's what I'm voting for. You can't, I, wish, I would actually. not. I would not admit to that over over oh, on a public uh, yeah. forum. Hell no. Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> no. He he was a real jerk. So um, no, actually, I I came home one day and it was on April Fool's Day actually, and I said I want a divorce. I'm going to school full time, and he laughed at me. He thought it was a joke, and I was like, No, I'm dead serious. So that's what you, happened. You, I said, Peace out. You I did what I put my deep. April Fools. Okay. I'm and just I left. Saying. Yeah. We're just saying. I did pick April Fool. Yeah, I, I gotta go with that. I'm glad you divorced him. No, no one will be taken seriously, no matter how harsh and serious the matter is on April Fool's Day. Just putting it out. Exactly. So it was my bag. I didn't actually know it was April first. Yeah, no, no, no. It happens when you, when you get up. The, when you get up, that kind of to actually confront it, it doesn't really matter what day it is. But yeah, it just so happened to coincide with April Fools. So. Yeah, so basically I ran like hell, and I lived in my Jeep for a little bit, and I started to get into the theater a lot, and so I started getting into plays, and people saw me in plays, and were like, hey, you should try modeling, and I was like, yeah, I tried it when I was a little bit younger, but I kind of had, like, eating issues where my weight would go up and down, and they're like, not a problem, you look great, let's take some pictures, so I was like, yeah, this is cool, so we took a lot of pictures, um, I continued to be in a ton of different plays and different musical theaters, so, you know, I'd learned to dance and sing properly and how to, you know, scream my head off so that I wouldn't lose my voice. And at the yeah. same time, 
dancing helped me learn to model and know my body and all this stuff. Plus, it got me into a better shape. And through that entire time, I was earning my degree as a geologist. And so I was one of those people that have been extremely tenacious my entire life that I finished my four-year degree in three and a half years. Plus, I managed to finish, I think, seven different plays within that three and a half year time um, of like full length productions and stuff to do as well as a couple different like, you know, singing gigs or modeling gigs like along the side. And I ended up moving to Arizona after I graduated and I've been working for the same company ever since, but my modeling and acting have been always at the forefront of like right in front of me. And I keep, feeling like it's almost right there and it's that really glowing light and I try to reach for it and all of a sudden it gets a little bit further away. And I'm like, damn it, I don't want this to happen. And so over the past two and a half years, I have been doing nothing but focusing on that. Like any of my spare time is spent towards reaching that light. And so, I mean, I'm super excited with like where I'm going and what I'm doing. I'm getting like more ambassador things where people are paying for me to go do different stuff and do different shoots or, you know, sending me things to go, Hey, you know, you're doing a great job at this. We appreciate it. We can't pay you full time, but you modeling for our products are awesome. And then I've recently gotten a couple different like callbacks for roles for a couple uh, college films. And then later on this month and beginning of September, I actually got a role in a small uh, feature film. It was a kickstart program from a guy that I actually had gone to college with. Uh, he's doing his first full-length film, and I have like a little three-and-a-half, like five-minute part in it, but it's um, juxtaposed from the main actress, but it's called What's on the Inside, and it's his first like debut full-length director film. He's been doing short films and improv and all kinds I, of stuff I gotta, on YouTube for I years. i got to cut in for a sec. To the guy on Twitter that earlier today pointed uh-huh. out he finished an entire pizza, she finished her degree in three and a half years, worked full time, go models, acts, yet not so proud of that pizza now, huh? Um, <laughs> my God, that 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 is a lot. I mean, you're really you're working your butt off towards your goal. That's incredible. I am. <laughs> I now I love talking to aspiring actors and up and comers because everyone has a different experience. Everyone has a different road that they're taking to get there, and yours is really unique. And I, I definitely feel that way. I've talked to a lot of people. I mean, I have, a, I would say, a great support system. I mean, I have three of the most best friends in the entire world, and they're always there for me going, hey, dude, well, you can do this because anybody else would have fucking given up by now and yep. pulled their hair out and ran away. <laughs> What um, advice do you have really to girls who, who are stuck in that position, who don't feel good about themselves, who feel like they can't get there? Because we have a lot of young girls write in and say, I, I don't know what to do. I, I can't cope. I'm not attractive enough. And it just don't feel good about themselves. I guess you have to find that spark inside of you that wants to do that work. Like, if you have a passion for something and it's the only thing that you can think about and it consumes you, don't stop doing it. Because if you love it that much, somebody is going to see how much you love it someday. It might not be right away. It might take a couple of years. But someone's going to go, you know what? That person loves what they do. They are so passionate about what they do. And it, it lights them up. And you can hear it, see it, all their work and what they're trying to do. But 
Some people are genuine assholes and they will put you down because they don't want you to succeed, but you have to believe in yourself enough to try. And if you don't try, you're, you're not doing anything. You're not doing yourself any good. You have to do it and you have to keep doing it. And it's a hard thing, I think, to wrap your brain around to just do it when you're beat down or someone's telling you you can't, but you have to have that tenacity inside of you and you have to have your own faith. And having a good support system like a best friend that really understands what you're going through, even just on an emotional level, is something that's huge. I mean, uh, half of my family ended up disowning me because of the decisions I've made. I mean, I have a great mom and dad. They're right beside me. But my sisters don't talk to me anymore because of the decisions I've made. They think that it was terrible that I got divorced from a husband that beat me up. Why? I'm not sure. Uh, they think it was terrible that, you know, I'm out there and I'm modeling and I'm doing all of these crazy cool things and they think it's terrible that I have a full-time job and can take myself on vacation. There's literally... Your sisters I've been sound like jealous assholes. Sisters. Just, just FYI. Your exactly. sisters sound like jealous assholes. Sounds like catty bullshit. Yeah. Um, so it, there's a pathetic. great thing I, I tell our listeners a lot and it's very much along the lines of what you're saying which is someone's going to get famous, someone's going to get that role, someone is going to get it. Why not you? Yeah. If you don't try, you'll never know. If you don't put in your application or go to an audition or tape that reel that they want to hear of you reading something and send it to them, you're letting somebody else take that from you. You're allowing that to happen. And so if you don't put yourself out there, you have to have a level of vulnerability that scares the hell out of most people. And that vulnerability is what's going to get you noticed. And it's what's going to give you that extra edge, I believe, because you went and tried more than the other people did. I completely agree with that. What have you found the hardest thing? Uh, you've come out. You've come out of an abusive relationship. You've got yourself into a great career. I mean, you've done everything you've done. You've done on your own under the worst possible circumstances. Um, what have mm-hmm. you found the hardest thing to adjust to? Um, those moments, I would say, when you're living in your car. And you are going, gosh, I don't actually know if I'm going to finish college. I don't know if I'm going to go to play rehearsal next week. And you sit there and, you know, for me, a Jeep is a very small vehicle to live in for three months. However, when your feet are sticking out of one side and you're sticking out of the other and you're looking up at the stars, (laughs) you're really hoping that if you're shooting for the moon that you're going to land among the stars. And I know that's such a corny saying, right? But it is so yeah. true. It, it is. If you shoot, it's shoot for hard. the moon. If you miss, you land on a star. Yeah. And, and that's what I've been doing, even in those times where I'm like, it's cold outside. It's raining. I'm in my car. I don't know what to do. But you know what? I'm going to put my shoes on tomorrow, and I'm going to go to school, and I'm going to sit in this stupid classroom and listen to this professor that I can't stand and really hope that it's going to get me somewhere. And so, I mean, for me, that landed me a great job and a career in, you know, the mining industry. But is that my love and what I really want to do? No. But I knew that it was going to pay the bills for me long enough to find my dreams and pursue my dreams to the best of my abilities. I mean, uh, money begats money, right? And if you don't have any money, I'd say to, you know, use for gas or to drive yourself somewhere or to catch a plane to fly to an audition or a shoot. No one's going to see you because not everybody can pay for you to do that. But if you can get yourself there, it's one more step closer just to allowing you to succeed and to just grasp your dreams. 
I think the experience for everyone is very, very different. I, you know, often caution people and say, don't give yourself a backup plan. Don't give yourself a way out. Because if you have to rely mm-hmm. on this to survive and you got to do this, you will do it. It's how you got through school. You knew that that was what you needed. Mm-hmm. That's true. So I think whatever goal you have, long-term or short-term, making sure that that really is your only option and that's what you did inadvertently, but you did. Um, mm-hmm. And that's incredibly impressive. If you could play one well, role, <laughs> any role, what would it be? Oh, in film? Oh, film, my gosh. Yeah. I would... Um, I would have loved to play, like, the Harlequin role. I think that would have been amazing. Um, but also, like, huge roles that would be loved of mine is something on the lines of, like, Gone with the Wind. Or uh, th- these big, like, iconic sort of awesome films with this strong woman personality. Um, you know, or something that's badass, like Laura Croft. Holy shit, that would be, like, amazing to me and because I'm a big cosplayer and a nerd, so... Something that's like that it is my, my dream job. <laughs> what is your biggest fear going into this industry? Is it being noticed? Is it being forgotten? Is it not being noticed or not being remembered? Yeah, to be honest, I, I guess it's succeeding. I'm, I've never been the person that wants to be like this one-hit wonder, right? I... I want to make this my career. I want to, even if I land something small at first, I, I, I just want to be noticed by even one person that can help me get to that next level. And my biggest fear, I guess, is saying, okay, I'm going to be in that limbo area where I'm quitting my full-time professional career to move to L.A. and go, this is what I'm doing. And I am going to put my heart and soul in this because I know that someday that person that sees my passion is going to go, holy shit, we're going to make her famous, and that's what she, that's what she is. That's what's going to happen. And, and Have that you considered doing like a, a reality show part, or a bridge pro- product or bridge project between the two? Oh, yeah. Just to, I guess, get my feet wet or to get my face out there so that, you know, somebody besides the 17,000 people that follow me on social media can say, hey, look what she can do. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. <laughs> If you could, so you want to play an iconic female character, you want to play a strong female character. Are you ever worried mm-hmm. about getting typecast, or would that be a problem you'd prefer to have? I've, I've been told in the plays that I've been in and the roles that I've played in modeling or things like that, that there's nothing that I can't do. Whether you want me to go on stage and and cry and scream and yell at somebody and be that emotional wife that's been beat down and her husband's trying to leave and all this stuff to the person that's the comedic relief for a couple lines or to a, pa- a person that's playing a semi-retarded, almost mental patient, but who really has a heart of gold. I've played so many different roles in, in actual theater I don't feel that there's something that I can't do. And, and as narcissistic as that may sound, it's not meant to. But as being typecast, yes, I would never want to be this, hey, she can only do this. Because I feel like I'd have a range. I, I feel like I could pull myself and pour myself into anything and make it come out as amazing. 
If you could have the career of any actress, well, who would it be? Do not say Angelina Jolie. I hate that bitch. She's a royal pain in the ass. <laughs> so she's the only one off the table. No. Uh, <laughs> like she's real hate that woman. Don't um, get she's an awful person. So besides her, if you could have any actress's career, who would it be? Um, since I'm really, really, really gone off with names of forgetting them, but um, the girl that played Harlequin, I can't remember her name. Margot Robbie. 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 She's from Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's adorable to me. And yeah. And um, she's so cool. I I watched the 72 questions on Vogue thing and she just seemed very down to earth, but loved what she does. And at the moment I would have to say that would be my icon for a, yeah person in different films and things like that because i think the roles that she plays oh my gosh i just fall in love with him i feel like i am doing it as i'm watching it i know that sounds pathetic but it's the truth <laughs> no it's it's not about there's nothing wrong with getting buried in it and margot robbie is an excellent <laughs> one to look up to plus she's a really chill person so good choice uh where can everyone <laughs> find you on social media if they want to follow you um i am everywhere um i am on instagram at model.elliecat I'm on Twitter at Ellie Ringo. I'm on Facebook at model.elliecat. I'm on YouTube, model. or just Ellie Cat on YouTube. And then um, I actually have started a Twitch account, but I don't have the concrete name there. So I'm everywhere at the moment to be seen and hopefully snatched by somebody, not in a bad way, but seen and put in a movie somewhere. <laughs> okay, so, so we're not looking for human trafficking. We're looking for fun. Yes. Just <laughs> Call me up. if you want me to read for a part, please. <laughs> Don't try right. to snatch me from work. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? Geologist kidnapped. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. Well, hey, that's like, a cool headline. That um, Why did you water? He knows how to identify expensive rocks. <laughs> my bro- my brother is a uh, an auctioneer, fine arts auctioneer. It was just something women could do naturally. I'm just, just saying. Don't make me sing Diamonds Are a Girl's Wait, Best Friend. Say? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just true. Actually, I, li- I like Alexandra the best. But... Oh, isn't that pretty? It is. I'm a big Amethyst fan, but oh, I, I love like Night. I could go on and on about minerals. We can't get started there. I have a house full of rocks. so. I like that. See, we'll have to have you on again and do the rock thing, because I have a whole mm. bunch of people oh, that would be cool. questions about that. <laughs> okay. So we'll definitely have you on again. You said okay on air, so I'd like to point out that is a legally binding contract and you are now roped into doing it again. Um, thank you okay, so I much said for okay joining. again. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Paul, where can everyone find you? Uh, I can still find old episodes on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And uh, I'm, I lost my password to mine, so i got to figure out how to get back into it. I know, I don't do it. I don't do <laughs> it. Well, sorry. Um, for the guy that wrote in Good on job. Twitter asking why Paul isn't responding to him, because it's Twitter. Go to That's Facebook. why. <laughs> That's nothing personal. Just FYI. That's why Paul's not responding. There's nothing I can do about that. Yeah, I, we just I use Morse code like it was before. I don't care. I, I will eventually get him on Twitter and Insta. I'll try. Yeah. Um, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything you want to say to the audience before the end of the show? We have about one minute left. Oh, just... Thank you so much for having me, and I so appreciate it. Uh, I hope to, you know, hear from you guys again and work with you in the future. You're both great. I loved meeting you a couple months ago at Fan Fusion. So you were great. Um, you were amazing. Good. She was gorgeous. Yes, Everyone loved you your pictures. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. It was awesome. <laughs>
Thank you for joining us, guys. We will be back next week. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. Thank you very, very much to our very special guest. Find her on Ellie Cat. I'll put up some some links um, to the gentleman that asked if she can have topless pictures. Fuck you. Thank you for joining us on Behind the Scenes. I'm Summer Helene. We're on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and our very special guest, Ellie, and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the Scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.